0: Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey y'all, welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about no answers, only anointing. And we're coming from the book of Esther, chapter 2. So grab your journals. I am so excited for today's word because I feel like in this season God is just magnifying the mystery of his goodness. Like as we go through life and as we transition through different seasons we have so many questions that we want answered but today God is highlighting how there will be seasons in different parts of our journeys where there will be no answers and only anointing and I feel like that is so beautiful because it takes the pressure and it takes the weight off of us to try to figure out everything. We spend so much of our lives trying to piece the pieces of the puzzle together and today God is showing us that there will be certain parts of your process that you will not be able to figure out no one else will be able to figure out and it will never be figured out because it won't be an answer to a question that you had or an answer to a problem it will only be anointing that allowed it to happen so today we're coming from the book of Esther chapter 2 and we're continuing our Esther series and I already know that y'all already read Esther chapter 2 because I told y'all to if you listen so part one so today I'm going to be sharing with you guys four things that God allowed to send out to me in Esther chapter 2 in regards to no answers only anointing so let's get into it so Esther chapter 2 starts off talking about how the king is now looking for a new wife and then it goes on to give us the background story or Mordecai and how he became Esther's guardian because her mother and her father died so in verse 7 they begin to let us know how Esther looks in verse 7 says this young woman who was also known as Esther had a lovely figure and was beautiful beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter when her father and mother died. So then verse 8 says that when the king's order was sent out many young women were brought to Haggai because the king is trying to find him a queen and Haggai is the king's right-hand man. But then the first thing that God allowed to stand out to me in verse 8 is it says Esther also was taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai who had charge of the harem. Verse 9 says, she pleased him and won his favor. Immediately, he provided her with her beauty treatments and special food. Not the regular food that y'all be eating. Y'all be eating McDonald's. I'm over here at Chipotle and Chick-fil-A. Okay, It says, immediately, he provided her with her beauty treatments and special food. He assigned to her seven female attendants selected from the king's palace. Okay, we're getting you the top of the top. Seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem Now if y'all anything like me when I read that I instantly wanted to know what well, how did she gain his favor? Like girl give me your game card. How did you gain the favor of the king's right hand man? Like you already got your foot in the door if his bestie like you like this is his right hand man already giving you favor How did you gain this favor immediately? And as I continue to read Esther chapter 2, the answer was nowhere in there. To this day, we don't know how Esther, out of all of the women that were brought in the presence in the care of Haggai, won his favor over everyone else. There's no answer only anointing and I pray that this encourages somebody because there's something that you have coming up whether it's you applying for something applying for a promotion applying for school applying for a house applying for a new car and you feel like you don't have all of the qualifications or you know there's other people out there who may be more qualified than you today God is letting you know that favor does not have to meet the qualifications favor does not have to meet the requirements favor does not have to have all of the degrees and all of the opinions and approval of other people if God has called you to a certain position to a certain promotion to a certain area or neighborhood or house or estate it does not matter who else is in competition it does not matter who else seems more qualified if God has called you there the favor that you have in that place will be unexplained it says that Esther pleased Haggai and won his favor out of all of the other women The second thing that God allowed to stand out to me in Esther chapter 2 is starting at verse 10 to verse 11. It says, Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. She was still following instructions. Y'all remember what we talked about in the Roof series, how important it is to follow instructions even when you get in new seasons of life. So Mordecai had raised Esther, but Esther didn't get in the presence, in the care of Haggai and decide that she was no longer going to follow the instructions of Mordecai. Mordecai from season to seasons she continued to follow the instructions of her head so it says in verse 10 Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so verse 11 says every day he walked back and forth near the courtyard of the harem to find out how Esther was and what was happening to her Now, this part really stood out to me, and I'm going to put it in perspective for y'all. So Esther is in the presence of Haggai, which is the king's right-hand man, right? And she's going through this process to become queen. So I'm assuming they have her in this royal place because she has seven female attendants, and he put her in the best room. So this is royal territory, right? But Mordecai has forbidden Esther to tell them her nationality. So her nationality and her family history is a secret. Yet it says in verse 11 that Esther, Every day, Mordecai walks back and forth in the courtyard of the place where Esther is currently staying and getting her royal treatment to be prepared to be queen. How is nobody seeing Mordecai? If he's walking back and forth every single day, there's not one guard that saw him? I really want to put it into perspective for y'all. That's just like you going to the White House and walking back and forth every day. You don't think one of them cameras going to catch you? Because remember, this is the king's this is the king's territory, right? That she's staying in and preparing to be queen. She's not just at her homegirl house down the street. This is the king's territory, the king's courtyard, and it's a royal training going on for them to become queen. And you outside every day walking back and forth. Now, how you gonna tell me not to tell nobody about my nationality and my family history? But you keep being outside every day. How didn't anyone see Mordecai? Because if one of the guards would have saw Mordecai, they also would have saw Esther going to meet Mordecai and then my question is how did she sneak out to meet him Haggai didn't ask where she was going Haggai didn't ask who she was going to talk to the seven attendants that she had didn't ask who she was going to meet because if they would have asked who she was going to talk to or who she was going to meet what would have been the next question well how do you know Mordecai but she's supposed to keep her nationality and her family history a secret. So she wouldn't have been able to explain that this is her family member that raised her because then they could have put two and two together. So my question is, how was Mordecai able to walk back and forth every day in front of royal territory and Esther is able to leave her process, leave getting her treatments, to come outside every day to meet this family member who nobody knows is her family member without getting caught and you know what God said to me no answer only anointing because see when it's something that God has called you to he'll make the guards go blind to what he's telling you to do he'll make it to where at that time that you go out to meet Mordecai the schedule is clear God said I need you to understand that when it comes to the process and the plan that I have for your life I have all of the dies dotted and all of the t's crossed and I will make sure you will do what I've called you to do without getting caught with breaking the rules because when it comes to what I've called you to do, there is no rules. I am the rule maker. So I can also break the rules and I can make it where Mordecai can come here every single day and not a guard in the royal palace, y'all. This is the king. So he has tip top. He has top tier security. If nobody don't got good security, he got good security. This ain't day day and cred. Okay. He got the best security, top flight security of the world, y'all. Like this ain't that. He got the best top of the line security for his palace to protect him and his future queens and Mordecai and Esther is meeting every day and don't nobody know about it and God said no answer all anointing because I need you to understand when I have called you to something when I have anointed you to something I'll bend or break the rules for you because I am the only rule maker The next thing that God allowed to stand out to me in Esther chapter 2 is verse 15, where it says, when the turn came for Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted the daughter of his uncle to go to the king. She asked for nothing other than what Haggai suggested. And then it let us know again that Haggai was the one in charge, right? So it literally says she asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the man that was in charge, suggested to her. And I find it so funny that the Bible let us know again in parentheses that Haggai Haggai was the man in charge so when Esther went in to meet the king she didn't ask for anything other than what Haggai the man in charge suggested so you mean to tell me Esther is in this process competing basically to become queen with a whole bunch of other women and Haggai is giving her pointers Haggai is telling her what to say when she goes in with the king and just like she did with Mordecai her head She's following Haggai's instructions because what you learn in the previous season helps you for the future seasons. So when Haggai was with Mordecai and he was raising her, she was a good steward of the instructions that he gave her. And she's well and skilled in following instructions. And now she's in a new season and Haggai is in charge of her and she's still being a good steward of the instructions that's given to her. So you mean to tell me that Haggai, which is the king's right hand man, is telling Esther everything to go in and say and ask for when she gets into the king's presence if that ain't favor, i don't know what is that's just like you going in for a job interview or, or a promotion and the boss's assistant is telling you everything they gonna ask you that's just like you're going to apply for the school and the assistant dean is telling you everything to put on the application that is the favor that esther had that the right hand man to the king was telling her what to say and what to suggest to the king he was telling her you know his favorite color red and his favorite food is lobster tails and crabs so if you know how to make a good seafood boy you should throw that in there he was telling her what to say or what to ask for when she got in the presence of the king and i would like to think that if If he was telling it to Esther, that means he wasn't telling it to the other women. So Esther had an unfair advantage. But you know what God also showed me in verse 15? Is that Esther had an unfair advantage because she started off with a disadvantage, and this shows how good God is because God will fill our places of lack. See, we must remember that Esther was adopted by Mordecai because she lost her mother and her father. So you don't have a mother, but now you're in competition with other women preparing to be a queen. But you've never saw a woman in a man relationship growing up because your mother and father is dead. So I would like to assume that Esther had mommy issues. There's a lot of things about. Being a woman that Esther wasn't taught Because her mother was dead So she automatically had a disadvantage Because compared to the other women Her mother was dead So there's a lot of things about being a woman And being a wife and taking care of a home And cooking and cleaning and dressing up For a man, how to talk to a man How to date, there's a lot of things that you learn From your mother or you see your mother Do that Esther did not get to experience Because her mother was dead And she was raised by a man But God blessed her and she was given seven female because the bible was intentional with letting us know it was seven female attendants that was assigned to Esther and I would like to assume that those seven female attendants filled in the gap or filled in the void that Esther had for not being raised by a mother and while she was going through this process for 12 months they were telling her this is how you dress and this is how you clean yourself and this is how you put on the perfume and this is how you should fix your hair and this is how you should cook the dinner everything that she was not able to experience with With her mother, God filled that place of lack with these seven female attendants before she even got in the presence of the king. And God allowed this to stand out to me to show me that I know the places that you lack. So if I've called you to something, I need you to trust that I've already filled in the void and I've already lined up for your lack to be filled so that you can fulfill the role that I'm calling you to. Not only did he fill in the void of Esther and her possible mommy issues from her mother not being in her life, but I would also assume that she had daddy issues because yes, Mordecai raised her, but that wasn't her daddy. It's nothing like your daddy. And yes, there was different things that Mordecai could have taught her and poured into her, but there's nothing like the love of your own dad. But God again gave her favor and filled in that place of lack because Mordecai stepped into the father role and prepared her for the palace as much as he could. And then where Mordecai couldn't do anymore, God said, don't worry about it. I'm going to place Haggai in the role now. And now Haggai is giving you favor. And now Haggai is preparing you for the king. So God is using this today to show us that even if you know you have places of lack, he has anointed you and favored you so much that wherever or whatever he has claimed, called you to he's already fully equipped you for it and if you try to spend time figuring it out yourself and putting the pieces of the puzzle together yourself god said you're going to get no answers because it's only anointing The last thing that God showed me in Esther chapter 2 is the end of verse 15 where it says, And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. Then verse 17 says, Now the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Now, if y'all anything like me, you're nosy. And I'm nosy because I still want to know, like, what's your... Give me your game card. Because how did you win the favor of everyone who saw you and then turn around and win the favor of the king as well? So all throughout Esther chapter 2... I have a bunch of how and why questions. Why did Haggai favor Esther? How did she win his favor so quickly? How did she impress him so quickly? What about her impressed him? Because I'm pretty sure there was other women there who mom made sure they poured into them and properly prepared them to win the position of queen. Yet Esther, somebody who's motherless, somebody who's fatherless, somebody who's not even sharing their family history or their nationality because they're most likely not even supposed to be in there. Esther won the favor of the king's right-hand man then also won the favor of everyone who saw her then turned around and also won the favor of the king and he placed the crown on her head why or how was she winning the favor of so many people so quickly what was she doing and i honestly feel like god left out the what's or how she was winning a favor. So that we can know that when God has called you to something. You don't need any answers. You don't need any step one, step two, step three. You don't need any qualifications. You don't need to be from around here. You don't need to have the best mother that prepared you. Because our mothers only do what they can do. And you don't need to have the most money to make sure you got the best hair and the best clothes. Because Esther wasn't even supposed to be in her. That's why she hid her nationality. You don't have to be fully knowledgeable in all of the king intellect and in the king's structure and how he runs his castle, God said, if I have called you to something, I want you to know that I will fully equip you in my own way according to my standards in the favor and the anointing that I have assigned to your life. So don't try to figure out how you're gonna get to what I've called you to and how you're gonna walk into it because I need you to know that just like esther we don't know how she impressed everybody and became queen we just know she's queen and god said when it comes to the things that i have promised you there's a lot that you're not gonna know a lot of questions that you have and there'll be no answers and only anointing and god said the how that you keep wondering and questioning about the answer that i'll give you is the holy spirit The Holy Spirit is how. The Holy Spirit is how you're going to get the job. The Holy Spirit is how you're going to get the car. The Holy Spirit is how you're going to overcome this test. The Holy Spirit is how the doctor's report is going to change. The Holy Spirit is how you're going to be favored in spite of being less qualified. The Holy Spirit is the how, which leads us to today's seed. Holy Spirit Activate. Because as we end out 2023 and walk into 2024, instead of focusing on the how or why would God choose me? Why would I get the position? Why would I be favored? Why would I be blessed that way? And how am I going to be blessed that way? God said, instead of focusing on the how, I want you to trust, lean on and have confidence in my Holy Spirit. Because in some seasons, there'll be no answers and only anointing. And you can sow the Holy Spirit Activate seed to dollar sign to Christian Bay or PayPal Zelda Christian Bay at gmail.com. That information will be in the description. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be on this podcast. Thank you for using me as your vessel to speak on this podcast. Father God, today I pray over each and every person under the sound of my voice, Father God, and I just pray against worry. I pray against second guessing, and I pray against the need to figure it all out. Father God, today I pray that me and every person under the sound of my voice release the how or the why, Father God, and that we begin to lean on and trust in the who. And I know it's easy for us to say we have faith and we believe god but father god i pray today that we lean into that to another level father god that we really go into 2024 believing trusting standing sowing and speaking into existence the fact that with god all things are possible father god we thank you today for showing us that some seasons have no answers and only anointing father god and today i speak a esther favor over all of our lives father god that we will enter rooms and immediately have favor even if we wasn't qualified for it. We will apply for jobs and apply for houses and apply for promotions and positions and immediately have favor even if we're not skilled for it, Father God. I pray that you will place favorite destiny helpers around us to pour into us and prepare us for what you have promised us, Father God. And I just pray that we continue to stay in position. Your word says seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you, Father God. So I just pray that we keep our eyes set on seeking you and allow you to do the rest, Father God. Today we sow, the holy spirit activate see because we understand that the holy spirit is all the answer that we need father god we love you and we'll forever praise your name in jesus name we pray amen i love you guys so much thank you for listening to another episode of the christian Bay tv and podcast i'll talk to you guys on the next episode bye